Isaiah 65, 17 through 25. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former things shall not be remembered or come to mind, but be glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem to be a joy and her people to be gladness. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and be glad in my people. No more shall be heard in the sound of weeping and the cry of distress. No more shall there be in it an infant who lives but a few days or an old man who does not fill out his days. For the young man shall die in a hundred years and the sinner a hundred years old shall be accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For like the days of a tree shall the days of my people be, and my chosen shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity, for they shall be the offspring of the blessed of the Lord and their descendants with them. Before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb will graze together. The lion shall eat straw like an ox, and the dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, says the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Okay. Revelation 21. Going straight there. You're just going straight there. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. I love Isaiah. Mm -hmm. And I, I love the Bible. I love Isaiah because like, I, I hope, you know, walking through these chapters that we have, you walk away with one thing it's that you as a listener you're seeing how the bible is just one big mirror and in the middle of it the image in the mirror is jesus that's right and uh and you know revelation it's almost like you get this sense when you're reading passages like this in isaiah you know sometimes like we do like amazing grace a lot at christ covenant but we do this arrangement that Jordan and I made um, that kind of feels like, you know, it, it's in light of the musical moment we're in, you know, it's not like pipe organ or, or harp or lute or whatever. It's like, you know, guitars and pianos and kind of like a part that feels like a lead line that feels like a little song song or whatever. And um, revelation kind of feels like that to Isaiah. Like it's like taking all of these ancient truths and like, it almost like feels like a retuned hymn. Yeah. With like Jesus put in it. And so this passage, Isaiah 65, um, so beautiful. There, uh, you know, 25, verse 25 is one of the most striking images uh, in, in the books of prophecy. The wolf and the lamb shall graze together. Mm. The lion shall eat straw like the ox and dust shall be the serpent's food. You know, and that sort of imagery uh, is used elsewhere in the Bible. You know, the child shall play over the adder's den, you know, stuff like that, where mm. these images that evoke like violence and death in our mind. Like if you see, you know, if you're ever watching planet earth and you see a lion and a lamb in the same frame, something about to cover your kid's eyes. Something's about to go down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like it changed the channel. Um, and yet the shalom of the Lord, the universal flourishing and peace is so all surpassing that it undoes these mechanisms of death and destruction that we know in the world. So what a great passage. Mm. What are what are your thoughts on it, Thomas? It's it's such a beautiful passage. You know, you started um with Revelation twenty one 
and it's yeah. verses one through five, those first five verses mm-hmm. of the next to last chapter in the Bible, uh, basically restate Isaiah 65, 17 through 25. And the other day I was just kind of reflecting on Revelation and the it just be it just started to kind of all culminate become very clear that there is very little new in the book of revelation mm. revelation is a recap yeah the revelation is a it's a compiling yeah. summary statement of so much of the scripture in fact revelation has more old testament quotes than any other Come book it's, yeah it, i mean that's that's kind of where my mind just you're like, man, if somebody could just put all of these tough sayings together into one book. Mm-hmm. Oh, they did. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that was what that was the vision that John saw at the end of his life. And it's in Revelation. And so there's there's gotta be great hope if you were a Hebrew and you heard this prophecy. Because yeah. you're you, you've gone through so much. I mean, there's been exile, there's been destruction of the temple, there's been the ark's been taken a couple of times. There's been, uh, I mean, the people have rebelled. The kingdom split into two kingdoms. There's so there's so much um, going on that when you would have heard these words after um, after Isaiah wrote them down, yeah, I think on one hand you would think that is beautiful, mm-hmm. but I think on the other hand you might wonder, is that ever really going to happen, dude? Yes, yes. I okay. I love to think of scripture as a big drama that unfolds, and so you know, if you go to a musical, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a couple of the big musical staples, and they're the bookends. It's the overture and the reprise. So a lot of the times, the overture kind of musically hints towards like the song that's like the turning point or, or like a really important moment in the play, and it kind of sets the tune. Yeah, before you go into you know like the opening number and and everything begins and so reading it this way genesis 1 through 3 is kind of the overture god creates a new heavens and a new earth and out of darkness he brings light yeah and then it goes back to darkness and that's the opening number and then we find abraham and you know it it goes forward like that revelation really and isaiah is pointing forward to this grand reprise yes, and then revelation, uh, you know, in a sense, it, it is the reprise in, in our sense. It also is still pointing forward to this grand mm-hmm. reprise where God reprise, sorry. Um, my Alabama is singing out, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but where, uh, where God creates yet again, a new heavens and a new earth. And, you know, the, the reprise is always like, it's taking, the the musical you know like songs that have been done and it's kind of putting them all together into this like epic finale and so yeah isaiah is pointing forward to that but i think what you said is such a good point you know when we make promises i mean we only get like 80 years on this earth mm-hmm. so like when i promise to jenna that you know i'll like make up the bed <laughs> you know i don't i don't have like two thousand years i don't you know and i'd be if i worked on that timetable um it would be some bad years. It would, it would, it would be a tough marriage for yep. you and Jenna. Yep. Yeah. So that's not, your marriage. Not happy advice, times. Yeah. And so when we think promises, you know, and, and we like already are wired towards like, you know, instant gratification, but the Lord, when he fulfills promises, mm. it, it's over time. It's, it's like a gardener, you know, preparing for harvest. And so, you know, like you said, like there's so much tension 
in the waiting. And in, in a way, the Bible is a big book about waiting on That's God. Right. And yeah. it ends with waiting. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Mm. You know, and, and so we that just like sticks so clearly here in Isaiah 65. I think the the hopefulness that I see in here is um, if you're thinking, if you're being kind of candid and you're like, I hear that, but like, will that ever happen? Will there really be a new heaven and a new earth? Will the wolf and the lamb graze together? Will, will, will death be gone? Well, when this was written in Isaiah's time, Jesus was not yet in the flesh walking around the, the, the incarnate God had not come. And so we have to know, we have more hope than the people that Isaiah wrote this to. And if they could hold on to this promise to be true and not have Jesus yet come in the flesh, we've had Jesus in the flesh. Mm -hmm. And so that we have more hope and the promise is even more sure and more steadfast. Mm. And I think as we wrestle with time, and Mm. I was thinking about this the other day, death is really a signpost that there's time. Mm. Because what happens is time runs out and something dies. It expires. Mm-hmm. And I hate death. But I guess if I'm going to say I hate death, that also means that I I just can't stand time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think one of the sweet promises here is that the Lord is going to extend the best day into the best. And it will, won't have an expiration. Mm-hmm. And, and time will be no more. And what we're what we're so hopeful for is that while we have this time now, the Lord will redeem it and he'll use it and he will hasten the day when his time comes and all this takes place. And in the mean in in the means to keep using the word time, in the meantime, we have to say, okay, life is still in a broken state. Mm-hmm. I have the hope of Christ. How can I bring the hope of Christ to the world that I'm in? Yeah. So that we can all be a part of this new heaven and new earth with with Christ. Absolutely. And I think a huge part of that is the habit of repentance. You know, these verses, um, they're, they're poetic and they're beautiful. That wolf and the lamb image is so powerful. And, you know, I, I so at the High Museum in uh, Midtown, which is an amazing art museum, but on the third floor... There's a, there's an American folk artist named Howard Finster and he has like his own kind of hall. Like he has like this, this pretty big area and he was, I I think he was Catholic or, or maybe he was a Baptist minister anyways. Um, but he he has like a lot of this, like very peculiar folk art and he has like this sculpture and it's all very religious and he uses, he'll do like a sculpture and then paint like words all over it. And so one of them, he has like a, a, I think it's a lion and a lamb or a wolf and a lamb that are like sitting next to each other. And this verse is painted on it. And it really always strikes me because, you know, like if you go to the high museum on like a Saturday, like the crowd there doesn't strike you as like a church going crowd, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, and it's not, you know, it's like a very progressive art museum, but it's really beautiful. But what we tend to, you know, trim out of these passages is what are the themes that Isaiah has been pushing so hard leading up to this? It's mm. 
repentance. It's turn away from your evil ways and to God. Mm. And then this promise is yours. You know, in one sense, like, you know, we, we know about like turning to Christ and becoming a Christian. And that's kind of like the big act of repentance. But I think in, in a much more practical sense, repentance is not just a decision that we make once and we turn to Jesus, mm. but it's daily seeing our sin, searching our hearts and, and inviting the spirit to search our hearts and turning to the Lord. And so, yeah. you know, that's the promise is, you know, don't just say, oh, it's so nice that the wolf and the lamb will graze together one day, close Bible, go to work. But Lord, I long for this new kingdom. I long to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. And yet there are parts of me that that are not aligned with this new kingdom. So Lord, how can I become more aligned with your rule and reign and not mine? So good. So good. I, I hope that we are encouraged. I hope our faith is bolstered for another day of walking with the Lord and keeping that humble heart of repentance, knowing that he knows best. And Mm -hmm. we are along for the ride. And one day we'll be with him forever in this incredible, blessed picture that we see described here in Isaiah 65. Amen. Well, we're going to continue in Isaiah tomorrow. And uh, so for today, for Thomas Nelson, this is Will Carlisle. We'll see you tomorrow on our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.